1: I Love Old Time Radio produced a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Wednesdays are all about detectives, like Detective Annie Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. This episode was originally aired on November 4th, 1953, and it's called The Paul Holland Murder Case. <laughs>
2: It's October's passing on Broadway, the time that drifts down into winter. And now there's the wind, the searching wind, the one that puffs around corners and gathers itself into squalls, rushes into doorways and down alleys looking for what the world has left behind. And it fingers its way against the buildings, drifts again, wraps newspapers around hurrying feet, and collars are turned up against it. And the season for stray hats spinning across Times Square is at hand. Autumn song. Wind and beauty on a Manhattan corner. It's yours. And where I was, in Detective Mugovan, ground floor apartment on 9th Avenue, the wind had spilled in from the street through open door and window, had spilled in, had carried away death, had caused a flurry. Uh,
3: And this is what... And this is what big men like you do for a living.
4: Sometimes bigger fellas than us. Why don't you just try to take it easy, Mrs. Holland? Just lie there
3: Take it easy.
4: That's right.
2: Want to run it down for me, Muggleman? Sure.
4: Old story. Lady stuck her head in the oven. Didn't you, lady?
3: Got a suggestion
4: for you. Or did someone beat you up and put your head in the oven for you?
3: Suggestion's got your head in it. And the oven. And the gas. How'd you get and these the...
2: bruises, Mrs. Holland? Oh, I... Someone tried to kill you, like Detective Muggleman said. Or did you try to kill yourself? Okay, Michael.
4: Well, lady across the hall came banging on the door to return a pot. Kept banging, knew Mrs. Holland was home. Put her eye to the keyhole, smelled gas, her nose not being far away. How'd you get in? A little fellow lives upstairs, couldn't kick in the door, so he took it off the hinges. Lady across the hall got the fire department, called us. Little fellow upstairs, put the door back on the hinges. You try to kill yourself, lady?
3: In France, they say, among other things, that's the very words they use when wishing that one should drop dead.
4: Now, think of the advantages you've had, lady. All this education and all, someone comes along and bruises you up and turns on the gas. Who did all that?
3: The gist of the conversation is you should... Dr-
4: uh, who let you in, mister? Ruth. Who are you? The cop outside said to go in. Ruth, you have... Hi, haven't...
3: Glenn. Hi. Hi-ho, and a big
2: locomotive. Why did the officer tell you to come in here?
4: Ruth. Now, you come on, come on. Who are you, mister? Glenn who?
5: Gilbert. Glenn Gilbert.
3: It a great big firecracker for Glenn Gilbert. Remember, sweetie?
5: Where's your husband? Why isn't he here?
3: Remember, sweetie?
4: This husband business is another one she won't answer, Danny.
3: Sweetie. Sweetie Glenn.
4: Doctors? Come and gone. Will you listen to me? What?
3: Don't worry about anything.
5: What would he have to worry about? Nothing. Nothing.
3: Atta boy.
5: You're okay then, huh?
3: Atta boy.
5: You ready, Mr. Gilbert? What for? Talk. What for? You're a real doll, aren't you, Mr. Gilbert? What do you mean, talk? What do you want me to talk for? As
2: far as we know, this has been attempted murder. You attempt anything like that, Mr. Gilbert?
6: Glenn.
5: What? I'm okay. You're sure
3: now? I'm okay. Just tell them... I know what to
5: tell them. Uh, which one of you? Come on.
2: Stay here with her, my hmm.
5: Outside, you don't mind, do you?
2: Don't like always, huh?
5: I'm not dressed for it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Outside.
5: Listen. Yeah? I don't want to be a snob. I just don't like hallways. They're cheapening. Know what I mean? No? Doesn't matter. Listen, Ruth and I went to college together. All that college talk in there. Bula bula stuff, the locomotive. Okay, okay. You went
2: to college together.
5: Now she's married and. And I break in very concerned. That's right. We went to college together. Convertibles, frats, sororities, smart places to hide the cribs. All the rah, rah things. Boyfriend, girlfriend.
2: You're going to get married?
5: Let me tell you something.
2: Okay. A cigarette? Light? Let you uh, tell me what?
5: She's not that dame you saw in that crummy apartment. Oh. cashmere sweaters and tweed skirts and the fanciest gowns on the campus. That used to be Ruthie. Not that dame you saw in that crummy apartment. What happened? She married a bum. Oh, you know him? Uh-uh. I just heard. And uh, what are you doing here? I'm up from Pittsburgh. Make my home there now. Yesterday I looked up Ruth. We spent an hour or so remembering. That's not the question.
2: I asked you what you're doing here tonight. I am going back to Pittsburgh. That's all. And you dropped in to say goodbye. That's all. All right, let's go back. What did Mrs. Holland mean when she said you'd nothing to worry about? How do I know?
7: Kill yourself.
3: I didn't say that.
4: Now, close the door, will you? Oh, hello, Danny. Who's this? Look, Buster. You drifted in while you were outside. Look, Buster. Yeah? You sober, Paul? Sure. Sure, I'm
2: sober.
3: Gentlemen, this is my sober husband, Paul.
2: Buggerman, yeah? Get Mr. Gilbert's address, huh? A Ruxton Plaza. Mm hmm. Got it, toner. I told your friend. Don't go back to Pittsburgh, Mr. Gilbert. Stick around your hotel. Good night, Mr. Gilbert.
7: Okay. Look, now, what is this?
3: My sober husband. Husband.
7: I'll handle it, honey.
3: How'd your deal make out, honey? Honey, how'd your deal make out? I'm interested in knowing. Train, muy, mucho.
4: I've been getting that foreign talk, Danny. Hey, tell Lieutenant what you told me in Spanish, Mrs. Holland.
3: Husband, honey, the deal? Oh. Uh, fell through, huh?
4: Well, you see... Oh, that Officer Adler, he's a good man to leave on a door, isn't he, Danny? Let's everybody Open just... Open it.
8: Just tell me one thing, that's all I want to know. Ma'am? Ruth, are you all right? That's all I
3: want to know. There have been days, boys, but this is the day. Hi, Mom. Are you all right? Mom, I want you to meet my husband. Paul, this is your new mother, Mrs. Stella Wallace. As a ma, you've had her for six years, Paul, but you've never met her before, and... Well, there she is. Hi. Say hello to your son-in-law, ma, and tell us how come you're here.
8: At one time or another, you must have told one of your neighbors who you were, who you used to be. I got a phone call.
3: And you came running. What happened? What difference does it make? Six
8: years. We don't know whether your finally... daughter
4: tried to commit suicide or t- someone tried to murder her. You're not paying attention.
8: Police is just what we don't need. Myron. Listen, Myron, get down here. My daughter's in trouble. Yes, my daughter. Trouble a big, big lawyer like you can earn his retainer on. I get down here. 1212 Ninth 12 Avenue. Right away, Myron. No talk. over. Uh, Dr. Bigley, this is Stella Wallace, and don't ask me any questions, just write down 1212 9th Avenue and get down here right away.
2: Doctors and lawyers, and names prominent on rosters of people to know, and in a little while the filled room and instructions received that Ruth Holland was released in the custody of her mother, very socially and civically prominent, pending further questioning. So leave there, home now, and sleep, and be glad. And the alarm clock always rings two minutes of the dream. A new day, and headquarters, office, detail, routine. New day becomes half a day old. Grows older, is late afternoon, then evening. And detail keeps you past then, is after ten. Danny? Come on in. Sit down. Yeah. Go home soon? Yeah, uh, soon. You know what I think? About what?
4: About yesterday, about Ruth Holland. Huh? You know what I think? I think somebody laced her up good in a bar brawl. Her husband, Paul, maybe. She went home, tried to kill herself. Loaded, probably. That's what I think.
2: What do you think? I think I'd like to talk to her. I think as soon as the court order says so... I'll, I'll get it.
4: Then <laughs> Clover's office, Detective Mugman speaking. Yeah? Who? I'll say that again. Yeah. Okay. Danny? What's the matter? I told you what I think. Now tell me what you think.
2: I said, what's the matter?
4: Homicide in Central Park. Paul Holland. What? Paul Holland. Found shot to death in Central Park. Murdered Danny. Now you know what's the matter.
0: You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, And starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. In about a week's time, six new plays opened along Broadway. And this Friday night, Stage Struck rounds them all up in one big broadcast. You'll meet Janet Blair, the star, and F. Hugh Herbert, the author of A Girl Can Tell. You'll get the inside stories on Gently Sea Does. Sherlock Holmes, The Trip to Bountiful, and The Solid Gold Cadillac. All on this Friday night when your host, Mike Wallace, gives you the chance to be stage-struck on most of these same CBS radio stations.
2: The light of the morning touches Broadway's shoulder softly and with chill, breaks the clinch that held it together in the night, and this is the waking and the wonder, the search and category of night memories, Time to rise, to shine, to pace the chill room to hold the head in the hands. And morning mist to dissolve the stains of autumn nighttime. And from a place from across the river, the last cry of night. First shriek of morning, claw of whistle, percussion of bell, steel hammer electrically tripped. A million clocks sounding the alarm. So kick the regret into a corner and turn out the lights. A new day has dawned. <laughs> And at headquarters from Sergeant Gino To Taglia, the
9: greeting. Good morning, Danny. And the offering. A pot java, Danny, from the commissary. A paper cup. A wooden spoon. One lump or two. Well, I'll, I'll do it myself, Gino. Thanks. No trouble. Gladly. Gino, uh... Very well. In one of these mornings, I'm going to say a thing or two to that officer Kabransky. <sighs> hmm? The remarks, he passes.
2: No. Officer Kobransky passes remarks?
9: Just because I insist the pot java for Danny Clover be fresh and to a boil, and if he don't mind, I'll wait, thank you, Kobransky comes up with witticisms. Oh. Uh. On second thought, I think my strategy with Officer Kobransky should be to ignore. I would if I were you, Gino. Thank you. That, Gabransky, needs Gino, a lesson. Uh, In the words of my uncle on Mrs. T's side, Uncle Bernard, a tight lip is worth two... Gino, you got something for me? No. Oh, simply to keep you company, You're sure? I... Nothing on Ruth Holland, for instance? Oh, simply a verbal report from Detective Mugovan on the phone, which I thought could wait until after you... Ha- Tell me now, uh, Gino? Ahem. <clears throat> Simply, the detective Mugovan early this morning went to where Ruth Holland is now with her mother to question her about her husband's murder. And there was met at mother's door by a battery of high-type lawyer fellas who turned a cold shoulder on him. He didn't get to talk to her? He was told Ruth Holland was in a state of shock from the news of her husband's death, that she was under a doctor's care, and they would inform us when she could be talked to, in their opinion.
2: Anything else, sir?
9: Anything else is one of the lawyers imported overnight for the occasion from Philadelphia said to Detective Mugovan, you want to bring charges against Ruth Holland? Bring charges. Otherwise, don't come to the front doors. There is a sign which says no peddlers allowed. I thought since Detective Mugavan got nowhere, Danny, his report could wait until. I'm sorry, Danny. Forget it, you know
2: the bowed shoulders the slow walk the sorrows of Gino Tataglia and in a little while get up go to his desk pat his back reassure him that he had not been remiss in the matter of the report of Detective Muckerman that you understood that what he could do for you now was order a squad car which put the marvelous world of Sergeant Gino Tataglia back together again <laughs> Legwork now, inquiry into the life and times of Ruth Holland who had been near death, who was a new widow, whose grief was now in the care and custody of mother, whose shock was being handled by lawyers. Inquiry to be made of neighbors, woman, for instance, who had been a girl when Ruth's mother was a girl and shared governesses and French tutors and girlish confidences with her, and later, notes on the care and feeding and behavior of husbands, and later, notes on the care and feeding and behavior of daughters. Woman whose own daughter was exemplary from the year one, and had only a shrug and a meaningful smile for mothers who let a silly daughter get out of hand. Inquiry of neighbor, a young chap in tattersall vest and tasselled shoes who had gone to school with Ruth Holland and to football games and to squash tournaments and to Harlem places, and it was a real shame about Ruth, a girl who could have married in grade and, and station, and all this sordid stuff would never have happened. However, he knew well a girlfriend of Ruth's. And he had her phone number, and only too pleased to pass it on. An inquiry, then, of girlfriend of Ruth Holland.
6: Discreet will be our code word. Hmm, Mr. Clover?
2: Oh, tell me about her any way you want, Miss Rundle, just... Discreetly,
6: uh... then. It's the code word I've lived by all my life, and it's paid off.
2: Oh, look, I... You'd be
6: surprised. A girl shows a little restraint, the correct choice of phrase. My, my, the prize showered down upon her.
2: About Ruth Holland.
6: Girl who tried to kill herself. Girl with dead husband girl with forgiving mom. Unhappy girl. I must remember to call the unhappy girl or or send a happiness basket or... What does one send a girl who has everything? Do you know, Mr. Clover?
2: You don't like her, is that
6: it? Let's put it another way. Let's put it... Well, you're talking to a girl who doesn't mess around with the customs of the tribe.
2: What are you talking about?
6: The tribe, Mr. Clover. Ruth's. Mine. It's got ritual in it and voodoos and blood ceremonies and money and... Well, Ruth flipped, that's all. She broke with tribal custom. Got herself into the category, untouchable. How? Strayed from the herd one night, prayed at the moon, ended up marrying what is known in our corner of the jungle as a... as a rotter. Which, according to our rule book, unleashes a chain of events as follows.
2: Go on, Miss Rundle.
6: Mm, well, as follows. Mom disowns of her own flesh and blood. A few Tiffany-type cauldrons are boiled. Curses are hurled into the night, and a new untouchable goes the way of... Well, of all untouchables.
2: Which is what, Miss Rundle?
6: The rule book reads, marry a rotter, live the rotter's life, pay his way, do the rotter's bidding.
2: Which was what, Miss Rundle?
6: I told you. Me indiscreet. discreet. Close. Like that.
2: Then, uh, Ruth and her husband... Me
6: indiscreet. Uh, discreet. Like that. Look... This much I'll give you. I visited them once, Ruth and her husband... The place they were living in then, the way they were living. Oh, it made me glad I'm a life member. Not like Ruth. I like it in the tribe. Warm. Fuzzy. Easy. Where was the place? I'll break it to you on your way out. That much I'll give you. No more. I've been practically no help at all, have I, Mr. Clover? Aren't I good? (laughs)
2: To start now the track of the marriage of Ruth and Paul Holland. Their first home, Side Street Hotel, place of transients and of the weekly rate flashed in green neon above the sign that read Car Parties Arranged, Share Expenses, Miami, New Orleans, L.A. Inquire at Desk, place of jukebox centered in lobby bar and casting the autumn songs and the many colored lights on this day's transients, sipping one more for the road. Place of desk clerk who grins a lot and remembers a lot. Anyone you can mention, he remembers. Mr. and Mrs. Holland, for instance, had to be thrown out because one night they beat up on each other and were lax about the door, left it open, and this infringement of house rules made them to be thrown out. And a couple of days later, a card was received with a forwarding address for Ruth and Mr. Holland in case mail came, which never did. And, uh, care for the card, mister? In another place, then, where Ruth Holland had lived with her husband. Tenement near River, and be told the only reason they stayed on so long was their rent was paid a couple of months in advance once by a fella, Mooney. Everett Moon, called Mooney. Runs a place corner 12th and 3rd, Mooney's Place. Then go there.
7: Yolly, Robert. Come back two hours from here. The room, the world will come to life for you. You Everett Moon? That's right, Robert.
2: Police. Fanny Clover.
7: I'll uh, just call you Robert, huh?
2: I understand you know Ruth Holland.
7: You really a cop, Robert? Sometimes boys put on men's clothes and play. Yeah. Real cop. Look. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, a couple of years ago, Ruthie worked for me. Camera girl, arranged the customers, took pictures of them the way they was arranged. She
2: didn't make out so good, huh?
7: Come again, Robert? I understand you paid two months' rent for her and her husband. When I Ruthie ran out of negatives, my best client was sobbing for a three-quarter profile. It was him or her, he said. I picked Ruthie to let go. Paul, that was her husband. He screamed at me when I did that. Still, you
2: paid the rent for two months. Why?
7: Liked her. Hated him. Why? Well, There's a fellow who screams in your ear when his wife is dropped from a job like Ruthie was. fellow whose wife's paycheck each week goes for him to get out of hack. A fellow who cradles his wife to sleep with the big deal he's got cooking tomorrow morning, which never happened. That's a fellow to like. You tell me, Robert. You got a phone here? Back at his drapes. Another. Say, uh, another thing. What? I read Ruthie's husband, Paul, is dead since yesterday. You see her. You tell her she can have the old work back, huh? Anytime? Now there isn't Paul anymore. Do that for me, huh, Robert?
9: Sergeant Tartaglia speaking.
2: Danny, Gino, tell Muggerman to bring in Glenn Gilbert.
9: That's the fellow.
2: Well, I want a question again. Glenn Gilbert, Ruxton Arms Hotel. Tell Muggerman, Gino. Got the fellow
4: outside, Danny. You want... Yeah, I'll
2: bring him in. Inside, Glenn. Over there. Sit down. Thanks, Mugman.
4: Anytime, Danny. My pleasure.
2: You know why you're here, Glenn?
5: I'm a boy with a college education. Remember?
2: Then it's easy for you to figure why you're here.
5: (laughs) Three way cinch. Once I loved Ruth Holland. Once Ruth married someone else. Yesterday you found that someone else dead in Central Park. You kill him, Glenn? I found a home in Pittsburgh. I found respect in Pittsburgh. Killing a woman's husband would louse the things I've got. It's the way they are in Pittsburgh.
2: Why did you leave it, Glenn? What? Why did you leave Pittsburgh, come here? All the fellas in
5: my group do it from time to time. Change of perspective, we college chums. Call it fresh outlook, fresh material.
2: that's why you came here?
5: The time has come, the tortoise said. Yeah. I came to find Ruth.
2: I found her. Old flame, old memories for that, huh?
5: A girl like Ruth, they never died. You'll forgive the cliché? Go on. Never died. It was the approach I was going to use with her to get her back. Lovers rock, the night football games, the gravel against a sorority window when there was a moon. That was the approach I was going to use. When I saw her, I figured I didn't need to. I, um...
2: Tell me about it.
5: I lied to you. I saw Ruth a couple of times before the time I told you about, and once after. I saw what she'd become... I figured, who needs an approach? Why waste an approach? Go on. I spelled it out for her. She just stared at me. And that's when I hit her. That's how she got those bruises where I hit her. Then, after she...
2: She tried to
5: kill herself. I'll tell you something. I wish she had. I just wish she had. She had no right to spoil something sacred All right,
2: Glenn. You're under arrest. Assault? For now
8: by what right by what right that stinking little piece of paper
2: that's right that says warrant that your lawyer shrugged his shoulders about now i want to see your daughter she's in a coma she's in shock look mrs wallace when i first came into this house i spoke to a lawyer i showed him this warrant that's when he shrugged then i spoke to your dr macklin he said his patient was doing fine his patient happens to be your daughter ruth This
8: way.
3: Ruth. What do you want? Uh, This man brought. Which man? Oh. Hello, Mr. Clover. Come into my parlor. Oh, my sitting room. What did we used to call this room, Ma? Thanks. Thanks for saving my life, Danny. How about those people out there? You too, Ma? Uh,
8: That's all past, Ruth. It's over. It's done. You've made your mistakes. I've made mine. Now you're a widow. I'm a widow and... cozy you make it.
3: Let me hug myself to me. Oh, it's good to be home.
8: Sneer at it, but you'll get used to it.
3: What about it, Mr. Clover? Think I ought to get used to it? No. Neither do I. I don't approve of the joint. Ruth, that's all passed. I told you. Now you tell me, Danny.
2: We've been spending a lot of time finding out about you. Really? Yeah.
3: It's a comic strip, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it, Mother? stop it. All I asked was an opinion of my life. Tragic, comic, tragic comic. An appraisal, that's what I want. Once? Now, there's a word. Once. That's the story of my life.
2: I know. What is this?
3: What is this? What are you talking about? About once. For instance, when, Danny? College. And Glenn Gilbert?
2: Such a nice boy.
3: He really was.
2: He told me what happened. How he came here a few days ago. How he...
3: How we remembered together? Yes. He wanted to remember too hard. That was his approach. But it didn't turn out any different. Poor boy.
2: So he beat you up.
3: He didn't even do that well. Beat you up? Yeah, ma. Glenn? Yeah, ma. Beat you up? Yeah, ma. I don't believe it. She doesn't believe it. But why? She believes it. Ma, he forgot I was a married woman and tried to romance me. I said no. He slugged me. Then you know what I did? Uh, Ruth, Suddenly... I... Suddenly I realized what's happened to me. Six years. I warned you. Oh, Ma, you're always right. Gee, Ma. Golly, Ma. You see? Six years. When I went through for that husband I had. From chrysanthemums in college to winking at the butcher for a quarter of a pound of meat... Six short years. Could have made it more quickly. Now, that's old past. Yeah, but... Ma. Then, then my college beau slugged me. And I felt very bad. I tried to kill myself, and I didn't make it. And Ma, you got me and brought me here. And last night, I sneaked out to see a fellow. And I shot him. The fellow happened to be my husband. The fellow happened to have made me what I am today. Why should I kill me when killing him would be more clever, Ruth? More adult, more, more collegiate. You know, savoir faire. That's French, Danny. Let's go. Ma, Uh, goodbye. Au revoir, au revoir au revoir Au adios. Various languages, Ma. Let's go, Danny.
2: Twilight touches Broadway now. It's quitting time. The subway hour of tired faces. Blue Plate special time. But soon will be the instant when a man will dart from a doorway, beckon over his shoulder to another. Then the mob will gather and scream its heart out at the night. It's Broadway. The gaudiest. The most violent. The lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway. My Beat.
0: Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia and Jack Crucian as Mugovan. The program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis with musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's transcribed story, Jane Webb was heard as Ruth Holland and James McCallion as Glenn Gilbert. Featured in the cast were Paul Fries, Betty Lou Gerson, and Gene Howell. Broadway's My Beat moves to a new time starting next week. Join Danny Clover Friday nights on most of these same CBS radio stations. Consult your local newspaper for the time. Bill Anders speaking. Tomorrow night, Professor McNutley, played by Ray Milan, gets a mysterious offering of romantic poetry in the mail. When the well-intentioned prof takes steps to cure the secret admirer of her crush, he gets into a comedy of errors up to his surprised eyebrows. Meet Mr. McNutley tomorrow night on most of these same CBS radio stations. It's a Thursday night riot. You meet comedy when you meet Millie Thursday nights on the CBS Radio Network.
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Well, that was a very unhappy woman. And she went from trying to kill herself to killing her husband. Kind of a big jump there, in my opinion. And, and how did she sneak out with all those people looking out there for her? She had lawyers and doctors and her mother and who knows who else. Now, just a reminder that we have just eight more episodes of Broadway Is My Beat. And then we're going to let George do it. And that's gonna conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at ILoveOldTimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at com. Tomorrow it's a new episode of Inner to Mysteries and join us next Wednesday for some more Broadway Is My Beat. For com. this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.